Another day, another extension from the Seattle Mariners. This time, it's Luis Castillo, and a bit earlier than expected, but hey, we'll take it. Thanks for tuning in to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Saturday, September 24th, 2022. This is Tidy Gonzalez for an emergency episode of the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. I am joined today by Ben Ranieri of Inside the Mariners. Colby is at a charity walk this afternoon, so I asked Ben to come through. And Ben has been a credentialed reporter covering the Mariners, and we're planning on him being a part of the show a little more going forward. So be sure to give him a warm welcome down in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube. And Ben, thank you so much for jumping on today. Kind of short notice. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, coming on. Um, I reached out to Colby, you know, this time so he doesn't get all upset that I, you know, I abandoned him. I I left him uh, out, you know, hanging out to dry. I, he he did get an invite to the show, and you know, he's he's out doing his thing today. So Ben, uh, again, thank you for uh, for jumping on. It's a special occasion too because the Mariners have signed Luis Castillo to a five-year extension worth $108 million. There's also a vesting option in 2028 that's worth $25 million. We'll get into those numbers a little later on, though. Don't you worry about that. But first, Ben, I just kind of want to get your initial thoughts on the deal. What do you think about it? I mean, initially, I think it's just it's really exciting. It's just Jerry DePoto um, and his crew, just another example of them being creative and uh, getting a deal done with a, a young and exciting player. Um, yeah, he'll be age 30 in December, and he's has a long track record of success. So, I mean, I think it totally makes sense for, for both sides, kind of in the same vein as the, as the Julio deal. Yeah, and I think, you know, you, for me, the, the first thing that comes across my mind is, is the timing, right? Because like I didn't expect that this – I expected that they were going to sign him to an extension this offseason, but not right now. But I think the timing, honestly, couldn't be better considering the way that the Mariners are playing baseball right now. I think it's a good morale boost for that clubhouse and a good morale boost for this fan base. Because uh, if you looked at our comment section on yesterday's video, it's, it's starting to get a little dark. <laughs> <laughs> fans are I, uh, yeah. a little, little little panicked right now so i think this this allows us to maybe revert back to neutral here at the very least uh it's something that's positive news it's something that's great news and look now the mariners have robbie ray luis castillo logan gilbert and george kirby set up for years to come in this rotation that's an incredible foundation for a rotation um and you know Again, we haven't even seen the best from George Kirby. We haven't even seen the best from Logan Gilbert. The more that those guys grow, we're going to see them get better and better and better. And then to have two really, you know, some of the best veteran pitchers in the game with Robbie Ray and Luis Castillo at the top of the rotation, this is going to be one of the best rotations. I mean, it's set up to be one of the best rotations in baseball for a very long time. And, you know, of course, on top of that, you know, they have Emerson Hancock, they have Taylor Dollard, they have other guys that are going to be coming up through the system. Of course, they still have Marco Gonzalez. We'll see if Chris Flexen wants to uh, opt in or opt out of his contract at the end of this year. But they have arms. They have a lot of arms, and they have a lot of intriguing arms to uh, build this rotation out of. 
Uh, and that's great because you're going to need pitching in this division for years to come because the Rangers are going to get better. The Angels are still, you know, while they're incredibly mediocre, <laughs> you know, on paper, they still have two of the you know greatest players in the world, at least for the next year. And, um, you know, of course, the Astros, right? The Astros are always going to be dangerous. So you need the pitching and, and the Mariners right now investing in, in the rotation and then some. And we'll get into the numbers, like I said, a little later on. Kind of surprised by the numbers on this one. Uh, but it's a it's a great day to be a Mariners fan because uh, Luis Castillo is going to be pitching in this uniform for a very very long time. Yeah, and he's pitching so, tomorrow. Um, it's exciting, mm, and he's pitching tomorrow. And, yeah, and hopefully not Kirk Casale catching him because it hasn't gone very well with uh, his old uh, battery mate Casale. Uh, hopefully they get Raleigh in there because that's been a uh, much better tandem thus far. But yeah, I mean you know. You've been around this clubhouse. Um, you you've seen this clubhouse since uh, you know the trade deadline and everything. I, I mean, you know, what do you think this means for them? Uh, what do you think this signifies to them? I mean, I think this is a a clubhouse. Obviously, that's. I mean, it's just filled with a lot of really, truly like good guys with good energy. Um, and honestly, so far, for whatever you want to say about. Jesse Winker on the field. Um, everybody that they've brought over from Cincinnati has been well welcomed into that clubhouse. Um, and I know that everyone from Cincinnati, Gino and Winker, were really excited to get Castillo in the clubhouse. And I think it's just kind of a continuation of this culture that they're they're building. And um, it's it's been a big part of them being able to come back and win some of these games. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so we're going to be getting into the numbers of the Casio extension in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts and you're listening to the locked on mariners podcast thank you so much for joining us on your saturday here for this emergency episode so ben let's uh let's get on into these uh numbers here on the castillo extension again it is a five-year extension on top of his last year of arbitration they're buying out the last year of arbitration here for castillo which was going to come around uh come in around uh 12 million dollars uh it's he's going to end up getting 10 million dollars next year along with a seven million dollar signing bonus right this second uh so that actually makes it around uh, $24.5 million in annual salary for the um, the years of free agency that they bought out here. Uh, so it's a little higher than uh, what Robbie Ray got this past offseason because when you look at the $108 million over five years, it's like, oh, well, he actually ended up getting around $21.5 million, which is you know a couple million dollars less than Robbie Ray. But you know Jeff Passon of ESPN had been saying uh, in his radio hits on 710 Seattle Sports that he – you know, kind of looked at the Joe Musgrove deal, which was about five years, $100 million, and then the Robbie Ray deal, is, which was, you know, five years, $115 million is kind of the starting point for Castillo. And he ends up landing somewhere here in the middle. Uh, but to me, 
you know, obviously, you know, congratulations to Luis Castillo getting paid. That's awesome. Uh, congratulations to him and his family. But this is kind of a bargain for for the Mariners, in my opinion, because, you know, I don't think that he's, you know, in that top echelon of starting pitchers, you know, the the Jacob DeGroms of the world. Uh, but those guys are making 40, 45 million dollars a year. I think he's kind of in that tier just below them or maybe, you know, one tier below that. To me, you know, I've said this on, on on this show and a couple of other shows that I've done that I would pay thirty million dollars a year for for Luis Castillo for that kind of pitcher, especially with the way that inflation is going right now in the league. So this to me is an absolute seal for the Mariners. Do you feel the same? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think for a guy with a career three three and change, three and a half ERA, um, mostly in Great American Ballpark. I mean, he's already thrown fifty four innings. Um, in a Mariner uniform, just 17 earned runs, which is about a 2.83 ERA. Um, I think he has the potential to get better um, being in T-Mobile Park and being away from like just the bandbox that is Great American Ballpark. Um, mm-hmm. I think, and he's also arguably like got just as good of a track record as Robbie, if not better, um, in terms of ERA and some of the other numbers. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. I love it. Well, and you know, I don't think we haven't really, or I don't think we've really seen the best of Luis Castillo yet since he's come over to the Mariners. The changeup has kind of been lagging behind. I mean, that's a true like seventy-five grade, eighty grade offering there, uh, and I don't think we've seen that really reach its ceiling yet. So there's still things that can be tapped into here with Castillo. That's, I mean, that's really exciting. And you know, he's your rotational ace. There aren't many pitchers in the game that are better than Luis Castillo. So being able to lock him down for this kind of contract. Uh, instead of you know letting this linger on into next year, letting this linger on into this offseason and potentially into next offseason where you know he could go test the free agent market. I mean, that's huge. And it speaks, you know, wonders to just the Mariners organization as a whole that this guy came from outside the organization and just in a couple, you know, in a few weeks' time, he's decided he wants to stay here. You know, he he wants to be here for pretty much the prime of his career. I mean, that's basically what he just signed up for. Um, so that's that's pretty special just kind of going back to, you know, what this means for this organization. Um, so there's also, you know, a couple of other notes that, that we need to cover here with this deal. Uh, there is a vesting option uh, in 2028, uh, and he has to – let's see here. I'm, I'm trying to uh, read the uh, – uh, the Jeff Passan article here, it says he needs to throw at least 180 innings in 2027 for the vesting or for the option to vest. And that's going to be a $25 million option. Uh, if, uh, if he's able to uh, reach that 180 inning count. Uh, the other thing here as well, which is really interesting, uh, Jerry DePoto getting creative, being creative as ever. Uh, put in basically what is a Tommy John clause that if he requires UCL repair between 2025 and 2027 and is forced to miss 130 plus days because of the injury, uh, the Mariners will get a $5 million option for 2028 instead of the vesting option. And this is really similar to something that the past regime did with Felix Hernandez. Uh, thanks to Luke Arkins of Prospect Insider for pointing this out, but the Mariners uh, had a similar clause in Felix's uh, contract extension that if he had to undergo any sort of UCL repair, they would get a $1 million option for the 2020 season. Of course, 
you know, that didn't happen. But, um, you know, so the, the Mariners also adding a little bit of a safety net in here uh, for themselves as well if Castillo has to undergo uh, a significant uh, arm procedure. And, you know, of course, he's had some shoulder issues. He's had some uh, injury uh, concerns in the past. So that's probably what was the driving force there. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, just kind of, you know, looking at the deal overall, it's uh, – it's a really team-friendly deal, in my opinion. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, again, this this locks down, you know, one of the best rotations in all of baseball for years and years to come. I mean, how, how fun is this going to be to watch this rotation pitch for the next, you know, at least four years? That's That seems to be, you know, or, I mean, that's how much longer they have Ray under contract. Um, so for the next four years, I mean, how, how, how fun is this going to be to watch this, these guys pitch? I mean, it's going to be amazing, especially when you consider the fact that Castillo's already, in my opinion at least, a pretty high-level like two in a rotation, and you got a guy like George Kirby who's been he's been pitching arguably better than Castillo for a while now. Like we have no like really idea what Kirby's ceiling could be. So the fact that you have two up-and-comers. Um, like Gilbert and Kirby that have already shown so much in their young careers, and then two guys with pretty good track records that have already been super impactful down the stretch run here for the Mariners, and, and Robbie Ray and Castillo, it's it's going to be really exciting. And they don't have to be done. Like They can they can fill that fifth spot um, if they don't want to roll with Marco anymore. Like There's still impact that can be added here, and I don't think it's out of the question that this rotation could be you know, top three in, in baseball next year. Like yeah. it's, it's set up pretty well. And, you know, think about it, even if they don't add someone to the back end of the rotation in the off season, they're so, you know, Emerson Hancock, Taylor Dollar, those arms are very intriguing. I mean, Hancock at one point we felt had the ceiling of an ace, uh, maybe have cooled off on that a little bit just because of the injuries and everything that he sustained, but that's still a, and to me, a, a middle of the rotation arm, you know, he's kind of still like, he's not, George Kirby, but he might be Logan Gilbert, you know, so that's, I mean, if you can add another arm like that to this rotation, I mean, <laughs> that's that's going to be incredibly difficult for the AOS and, and just the rest of Major League Baseball to deal with for the next, you know, half decade. Um, yeah, I mean, this is just... The, the Mariners are, are building something incredibly special with this pitching staff because on top of that, they have one of the best bullpens in the world right now. And of course, you know, that could change in, in a matter of an off season's time because bullpens are ultimately volatile. But when you just when you look at the way that this organization has been able to develop pitching and then sustain uh, pitching, you know, success pitching wise. I mean, how can you not think that this is going to be, you know, one of the best uh, pitching staffs in, in the game for the next half decade? Like, it's just I, I I have all the confidence in the world. As much as you can have confidence in a pitching staff to sustain success, I have that and then some with, with this unit because of just what this organization has been able to do uh, over the last few years and, and developing talent there and then, you know, how it's all coming together now. And, and look. You know, for as much uh, crap as we've given the organization and we've given John Stanton and company uh, for, you know, not spending on, you know, in opportune moments um, and for not spending on elite talent. I mean, they're putting their money where their mouth is right now. You have to give credit where credit is due right now. Uh, they've, you know, they've signed Julio Rodriguez. They gave out a big contract to Robbie Ray. They've 
you know, sign Luis Castillo to a significant contract. Now this team is investing the dollars. Of course, want to see them invest more. You know, if the opportunity arises in the off season, um, you know, to to get another high end talent in here, but. Uh, this is a great step, and it you know, and it makes me feel more confident in this organization's ability to actually spend in the off season and and to actually be able to land you know more impact talent to really finish this thing off. Um, you know, how do how do you feel about that? Are your feelings the the same as far as ownership goes and and their willingness to spend here as of late? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we haven't really we haven't really seen them spend this much money on on young talent. Like we've seen them kind of spend. Um, you know, big dollars on Nelson Cruz. I love Nelson Cruz, but um, Nelson Cruz, Robbie, and Kyle Seeger and, and that bunch. But we haven't really seen a young and exciting core um, like this really ever. Um, and the fact that they're like seizing the opportunity and supplementing it with um, backing it up with dollars is is really encouraging to see. And it, I mean, if you're this far in at this point, if you're John Stanton, I don't see them. I don't see them stopping. I mean, they have a prime opportunity this offseason to capitalize on, on you know, a lot of excitement um, that's been brewing, and hopefully, um, snapping this playoff drought. So I, I'm really excited for, um, for the front office and what they're what they're doing right now. Yep, and like you mentioned earlier, you know, we're gonna see the the. The new uh, 108 million dollar man tomorrow on the bump of the Mariners. I got to ask you before we hop off of here: is, Are you panicked at all? Is panic starting to seep in a little bit after you're watching? You know, the Orioles beat the Astros the last couple of days. Mariners still playing the way that they're playing the offense, still struggling the way that they're struggling. Or are you still pretty confident with 12 games to go and a four game lead? I'm still, I'm still pretty confident. I mean, a lot, a lot would have to go horribly wrong um which you i guess you can never put that past the seattle mariners but um i think today is a good opportunity i i tweeted about this earlier but i think today is a good opportunity for i mean for ty france and mitch hanniger to get back on track i think i think against bubich earlier this year um france had a that might have been his five pick game um if i'm not mistaken so i think those guys need to get back on track, those two specifically, um, because otherwise with Julio and Gino out, like it is going to continue to be a struggle because, I mean, we're just – at this point, we're not going to see it from Jesse Winker this year. We're, I mean, mm-hmm. Adam Frazier hasn't shown it either. So, like, it's going to have to come from the guys who we have seen it from this year, and I think it's going to come from those two. And I think today um, is going to be a really nice opportunity for – for uh, Mitch Haniger and Ty France to get back on track, I think I think we haven't seen a Mitch bomb in a while. I think that might be mm. coming tonight. So that'd be nice. That'd be nice. And hey, you know, look, if the Orioles lose tonight to the Astros, very much possible the Astros still haven't even scored in that series. That isn't going to last for that entire series. Um, and you know, the, if the Mariners win, then you're back to a five-game lead when you account for the tiebreaker and uh you're back where you were yesterday so while the the panic you know can seep in a little bit after a night like last night at the end of the day you can get right back to where you were with less games to play or fewer games to play and you're against bad teams against bad teams still also the orioles on top of playing the astros they still have to play the yankees they still have to play the blue jays like they have a brutal brutal road ahead so you know well 
last night was depressing as a Mariners fan. It's not like it can quickly, this can quickly look a lot better for the Mariners in a matter of hours, honestly, from the time that you're watching or listening to this. So uh, don't panic just yet. Everything is fine. It's still a large, large historic mountain that the Orioles have to climb here. Uh, And again, you know, never put it past the Mariners, but just gonna you know to take to take a, a quote from uh, your favorite quarterback Aaron Rodgers relax yes relax relax yes. it's okay it's okay it's okay it's okay all right so that's gonna do it for our show thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast for Ben Ranieri I'm Tidy Gonzalez uh, be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at lo underscore Mariners you can follow me at Dane Gonzalez the C A N E G N Z L Z and you can follow Ben at Ben Ranieri ten you can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode and thank you again for making us your first listen now make your second listen the Locked On MLB podcast MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor passion and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league follow the number one daily league-wide podcast locked on mlb on the odyssey app youtube and wherever you get your podcasts just like us and with that have yourself a beautiful baseball day and unless something else happens we'll see you on monday peace